theloveracing.nz update. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz, racing's biggest fan. Right, well, we've had successful jump outs at Allersley to start the week, which means summer is here and the Karaka Million season is just around the corner. We've got Group 1 racing this weekend. It's very busy times all the way through December and January. Stephen Hunt from TAB is alongside us for the next 10 minutes or so. Stephen, morning to you, mate. We'll start by reflecting on the weekend, and, and I want to start with the Group 3 Eagle Technology Stakes because Al Vincidor, over the mile, ran away and hid. Good morning to you, Louis, and all the listeners. Yeah, that was a slight query or question mark going into the Eagle Tech over 1,600 metres. Was Al going to stretch out to his normal racing style of 12, 1,400 metres um, and stretch it out another furlong to 16? You crunch the numbers to the 600, they've gone out 60, 64, which is four laps below open class. So he got it that way in terms of the race shape, Louis. They've come home in electric 34.71, which is 5.3 minutes above open class. And Alvincidor, I think the thing about Alvincidor, he's always showing that tactical speed, Louis. But it's one thing trying to control that, and he's been able to show that this time in. He's not having to be the leader. He was able to take a sit in behind clever Rudds at Tadapa on Saturday and chase what was a solid speed. They didn't go extremely hard on numbers, there, as I mentioned there. And they've come home very strong, but he didn't tend to over-race, which was a good sign, stepping over 1,600 metres. He got checked, I think, roughly at the 1,200-metre mark, but that wasn't through his fault. Uh, he was a little bit keen a few hundred metres uh, after that. But overall, he, he's become the real uh, the real racehorse, and that just opens so many doors now that he's been able to stretch the 1,600 metres. The overall speed rating was 2.3 lengths above Group 3 standard. So that's, that's one big tick in his, in his box, uh, Al Vincidor. I, I had a quick think about it over the last two to three days post-Saddle, and I was thinking, I wonder if Stephen Marsh is considering backing this horse up at Trentham on Saturday. Now, nominations don't come out till later today, and I haven't spoken to Marshy about this, but, gee, if the horse backed up, it would be very tempting. Now that he's ticked that 1,600-metre box, Louis, I know the weight scale, he'd have to go up four kilograms from 55 to 59, but on those speed ratings, what he's produced on the weekend, that's comparable to what he needs to be more than competitive to what you'd have to say is not a vintage TAB Classic slash the old Captain Cook that may be presented on Saturday. So, um, look, the horse is not one that has, you look back in a career to date, look, he's, he's only a five-year-old. He, it seems like he's been around for a lot longer, but he's only a five-year-old. He's had 20-odd starts. Not often has Marshy asked the horse to back up seven days. I think the last time I've looked back, the horse was asked to back up seven days as a three-year-old uh, up in Brisbane when he had a three-year-old campaign in the, in the winter in Brisbane. And he happened to win that day. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting when the noms come out, whether they chuck a late nom in. But uh, look, as I say, it just opens plenty of doors, not just for Saturday, but for the rest of his campaign. Mm, that's a really interesting thought, mate. I hadn't considered it, but look, it, it makes sense just thinking about the reasons, the pros and cons. And you're right, that field's an interesting one, and I'll, I'll be curious to finish up on that just as we uh, do. The other impressive winners, I guess, at, at Tarapa there, Waitak was pretty soft back at the races, and SP'd like it was going to win. Uh, Arisa Arise was okay. Snazzy Tavi, um, nice to see her winning there for uh, Richie and Rogan. Just as sharp was... 
I didn't really see that one coming. I kind of missed just as sharp when I was doing the form. I was pretty excited to see about time over the 1500 and the Trevor and Coralie uh, Eagle Memorial, but just as sharp was pretty impressive, Hunty. Yeah, she was, yeah. She was very good on the eye, Louis. Um, figures, look, the race shape did sue her. They've gone out a very solid clip to the 653.40. That's seven lengths above open class. And they've come home 35.88, 4.9 lengths below open class. So uh, I really did sue horses that were just off tempo. And that's where just as sharp mapped. Uh, look, I don't want to take anything away from the winner. Um, look, I, she was pretty good. I, I don't know if she's one to... To highlight as a derby horse, I did read an article that Roger was pretty keen to take this filly towards a derby. Oh, look, you look at the pedigree, she's by Swiss Ace. That progeny tends to like 12, 1400 metres. You might get the odd horse or the exception get over 1600 metres. But then you go on the dam line in terms of pedigree. She's out of a more than ready mare who won at 11 and 1200 metres, I think 1000 metres as well. You go back to the second dam. And there was no real horses that got over 1,600 metres there. You have to go back to the third dam to find Triscay. Now, she was an elite filly who won an Oaks herself. So in recent pedigree uh, on the side and dam line, I'd be laying the source if they wanted to go towards a derby. Again, she's a filly that would have to take on the boys. So, um, look, I don't know if Roger was just a, a little bit hot after the race and said this horse could be very, very special. But... Uh, Look, I think she deserves her chance against her own age and sex to compete over 1,600 metres, possibly an eight carat over the Christmas New Year period. But for a derby, uh, I'd be a little bit hesitant myself. Well, just be careful here, mate, because unless Love Racing's playing tricks on me, it's a, it, we're dealing with a gelding here. So just before you go pricing up any markets, just go double-check that. I'm getting a uh, just as sharp a chestnut gelding but who knows one of us is going to be wrong so we'll work that one out after the fact should we go to the boy or girl regardless she won't he he or she won't be getting two four (laughs) (laughs) there you go yeah doesn't matter uh should we have a look at the the wanganui cup which was uh, a race that was oh well it was it was highly competitive in the end wasn't it and i actually thought i actually thought that sam semper magico was was going to get the job done but kelly coat now this is a pretty good training effort here marsh uh hunty yeah, it was very good um look they've gone out ridiculous speed up front 14 lengths above the class of the 600 more than 21 lengths quicker than the rating 65 2 1. they've come on a respectable 36 57 considering how hard they went out 1.4 lengths below the class and the overall speed rating was two and a half lengths above standard. So the numbers are, are really wow. strong. Um, look, I thought Kelly Co was really good. Uh, probably a, a one that's been underrated, just the, the fact that mm-hmm. she's gone through the winter period. She's had a couple of starts, I think, in June, a few starts in September, October, and progressed her way to November. So she's been a horse that continuously races right throughout the year. And I think you've got to go back to last season, which was probably left a, a left alone from our side of it because she did open at double figures on Saturday, Louis, and she was backed into single figures, is that she did run mm. second to Aromatic at Wait for Age in the Manawatu Classic in the autumn. So, look, we yep. regard Aromatic as one of the better stayers in the north. So if you just lined that form line back to handicap conditions in a Whanganui Cup, uh, she deserved to be in the conversation to be a winning chance. So, look, she was in that slipstream, off that hot tempo. She presented the top of the straight, and she was far too good. In the beaten brigade, I thought there was one hell of a race or performance, and that was Semper Magico, who was massive when yeah. tracking that hot speed, sat second outer, 
the leader, who happened to be Illusion of Paris, finished 13 lengths third last and behind the leaders there. So Semper Magico, to have the audacity to box in the straight and was a gallant second, was full of merit, Semper Magico. So you can follow that horse. Look, it might have been quite taxing that run, so they might have to give it a few weeks off and bring it back in two or three weeks' time. But, yeah, I think Calico uh, Semper Magico and a few horses that finished in behind are worth following coming out of the Fungadoui Cup. I nearly called you Marshy before because I just had, I can't stop thinking about Stephen. He's just going so good at the moment between Velocious and his, he had a good cup week and then Al Vincidor and Glamour Tycoon who I thought going back as a two-year-old had one of the the runs of the, the two-year-old season behind Saltcoats and I've just been waiting for her to, to win a couple of races and she's got black type now so it's a great effort and they would have been so so thrilled with that and she won well and I'm also stoked for Sam Spratt who seems to have been picking up uh, nice winners and it's it's a shame because we want Spratty to work in the radio but all these horses keep her in racing <laughs> yeah, she's on the favourite at this stage for the Karaka, uh, Karaka two-year-old million as well out of Marshy's Barn. I think she had at least two winners on the weekend. It might have been three <clears throat> at Whanganui. So, yeah, she's she's riding a treat. And in an era where we're just struggling with our senior jockeys, either through suspensions, heading offshore, retirement. So she really has stepped up in the last 12 to 24 months, Sam Spratt, to say, hey, look, don't forget about me. I can uh, get your horse home as good as anyone, and she's been, definitely been doing that in recent times. But just back on Glamour Tycoon, look, I think there's a couple of key factors heading into Saturday's assignment. She bought that soliloquy form line, which we know is red hot, post uh, that race and heading on to the 1,000 guineas. But more importantly, Louis, she gained huge confidence from having a soft kill and winning at Ruakaka, and that can do a lot for horses. It's not about who you win or who you beat, but just having that win that mental win um, in your brain as a horse can do a lot going forward. And I think that was the key around Glamour Tycoon. But just crunching the numbers, they've gone out to the 600. Just like the Whanganui Cup, they've gone out very, very hard, 42.63, which is 10 levels above open class. They've come home a very slow 36.72. So that is a slight negative. It was the second slowest on the day, which included the rating 65.21. So that is a bit of a negative when you're looking at this race as a whole, the last 600, 36.72. So on that score... It really did suit up for horses that mapped in that neutral position to the back third. So you look at the horses like Glamour Tycoon, the second and third horse, Egyptian Queen, who I thought was the leading candidate or one of the leading candidates with Glamour Tycoon to give this race a shape. But she did her uh, bickies basically at the start of the race when she veered and lost two or three lengths off them. So she's definitely one horse to keep tabs on in the next three to four weeks as well as the winner, no doubt. But look, I think overall, as good as it was on the eye, I don't want to get too carried away with Glamour Tycoon. She's definitely in the conversation in that top three or four brackets with the Phillies uh, when you when you look at the 1,000 guineas, etc. because we know she didn't contest that. But uh, yeah, just, just the way the race shape unfolded, it did really suit up for those horses that were in that middle to back end of the race. Okay, Hunty, in 30 seconds or less, Team Habana, Team Aegon, Team Other this weekend. Uh, Aegon, Aegon. Yeah, wait for age, you've got to go Aegon, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, this horse has been to Hong Kong. He's, he, you're right, you're right. Logically, I understand. We'll, we'll talk about it later in the week. It's going to be a fascinating race. I can't wait to see the noms later on and then see what sort of market you give us tomorrow after the draws. Um, it'll be fascinating. It's going to be a very interesting weekend of racing, and I think I want to be weary. But we'll, we'll deal with that later in the week, mate. Good to chat. Appreciate, um, appreciate your time, and the text machine is loving you. Um, just go read your sex as a horse's. <laughs> 
<laughs> Doesn't matter. Won't get the trip either way. Stephen Hunt, good value there. Uh, appreciate his time. Smithy, back to wrap the hour after this.